Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. You're listening to Ride at Home with Rich. And now, here's your host, Rich Horace. Good afternoon welcome into Ride at Home with Rich here on 97.1. It's Todd Bachman and Jake Spurgeon with you. Rich has the show off today, uh, but we have a great episode for you. Today we're going to be talking about bathroom remodeling, and uh, Jake here is one of our experts at Mosby Building Arts. Jake and I both work for Mosby, which is a design-build remodeling firm in Kirkwood. Jake has almost 20 years' experience in the remodeling industry, so he is our expert. And Jake, thanks for coming aboard and talking with me today. I appreciate you having me, sir. Excellent. So like I said, the theme is uh, going to be bathroom remodeling. And I wanted to start off by uh, some interesting statistics here that I found. This is a study done by Zillow. Zillow did a study for more than uh, 2,000 homeowners nationwide back in November, and they found that 72% of them are going to consider at least one home improvement project this year, this year being 2022. And over half of those respondents said they're probably going to be doing a bathroom project. So obviously bathrooms are a huge to-do for homeowners. And so we're going to be talking about all sorts of things bathroom-related. You obviously do tons of bathrooms every year. What makes a bathroom project so important, Jake? I think because a lot of it has to do around either functionality or cosmetic look to the space. Um, Usually your bathroom's not big enough or there's not enough storage or maybe faucets and fixtures are just starting to stop work or working, maybe the shower is leaking, um, or it's just incredibly dated. Might be functional, but just the tile's pink and black, and it's time to to do something that's not so 1950s. Yep, we hear that a lot, the pink tile, ditching that for some upgraded materials and selections. Uh, But don't be afraid of, uh, you know, remodeling your bathroom. You don't have to do a full gut if you want to update it and make it look nice. I wanted to go through some ways here uh, where you can switch out some of the things in your bathroom without going through the headache of that full remodel, but it's going to create a great impact for the space. Uh, I wanted to start with swapping out the hardware. So that is a great way of improving the look and function of your bathroom. What sort of advice do you give to homeowners when it comes to replacing their hardware in their bathroom? Yeah, typically hardware could just be the cabinet hardware. Maybe it's the doorknob. Maybe it's... um the actual faucet on the vanity. And a lot of these are kind of DIY things. If you're feeling up to it and you want to try to uh, replace a quick fixture here, these are things that you can do yourself. And here's the million-dollar question for some people asking, do you need a permit for something like that? Yeah, typically a 
replacing a faucet in an existing location in most municipalities does not require a permit. Excellent. That is something you can do on your own. So you can do it, swap it out over the weekend and have a, a new looking bathroom just right there as well. Another thing, similar to swapping out the hardware, it's changing the light fixtures. Yeah. What sort of advice do you give to homeowners when it comes to swapping out those light fixtures? Yeah, typically is to, um, if you've done it before, it, you probably are experienced with, you know, the two wires go to the new fixture. But if you start to pull that fixture off and get a little confused or things don't look right, then definitely call a professional electrician to come over, take a peek, make sure things are up to snuff and safe. Yeah, that is one thing that I've never really felt super comfortable with. Uh, personally, as a homeowner, switching out uh, electrical fixtures. Plumbing, I'm okay with. I can't electrocute myself doing plumbing. So Very true. But I'm the exact opposite, actually. Um, electrical is pretty easy because you turn the circuit off, and if it's not right, it hopefully trips. Plumbing, if it leaks, it can damage your home quite considerable. That's true. There's a big risk factor there that I didn't really think about. Um, but what about replacing something as simple as the mirror? How much of an impact can that have? That can have a lot of impact. If you have a home that was maybe at the builder grade at the time and you have a very large plate glass mirror, taking that off can be pretty easy and putting up a nice wooden framed mirror or something more decorative. Um, that really add a lot of a lot to the space. Can add a lot of great character, and it's also very functional. Uh, it can play the mirror can play in with the light fixtures, can they not? I mean, yeah. you can... you, they have mirrors now that have lights built into them. Yeah, um, that kind of either framed on the background or framed on the actual glass. Lots of different ideas there. Gives you the perfect lighting uh, when you're trying to get ready in the morning. This is another great one: replacing the shower doors. Or the shower hardware fixtures, the door fixtures, things of that nature. Um, this can create not only a different type of function for the, the shower and the tub, but also obviously a new look as well. Yeah, the uh, if you have one of those thinner glass shower doors, they can rattle. They tend to fall apart pretty quickly, kind of that builder grade. You can potentially pick up a more semi-frameless one pretty quickly and, and put that up yourself. What about someone who's going to be switching from that shower curtain? They want to decide to do the shower doors instead. What advice do you have to, for homeowners for that? Usually is to always double check that you have the proper black or blocking in the wall, the actual framing behind the drywall or the tile or the shower surround to anchor that shower door because they do have some weight to them. So you want to make sure it's um, in place and lots of dimensions to make sure that the door that you're getting will actually fit the space that you need it to go into. Because some of them, those clearances, they don't give a lot of um, give or there's not a lot of room for error there. Yeah, so this maybe not, you know, a typical, you know, one-day, two-day yeah, DIY it, project if you're not super comfortable with yeah, it. Yeah, you, probably more your advanced um, homeowner that is feeling up to it could possibly do it. Yeah. What about now a big trend is either going where there's no shower door at all or there's very little shower door and it creates more of that spa-like feel. Is that something a homeowner could consider doing without changing a lot of their bathroom? If they could potentially do what we call a walk-in shower where there's no door but maybe just a fixed panel, that is an mm -hmm. option in bathrooms. Um, it, sometimes those showers can be a little bit chilly. Um, I'm a big fan of if you have like a hall bathroom with a tub in it is what we call a shower shield. So it's actually, um, it's only a shower door that takes up two-thirds of the opening mm -hmm. of that tub area. And uh, you can still shower in there, but kind of flip the glass open if you're um, 
using it as a tub and not have a big shower door or curtain in the way. So is it like on a hinge and it just flips? Yeah, it's flips usually it's, they breaks the uh, shower door into thirds. So you have one third fixed, mm-hmm. another third that's operational that hinges in and out and back and forth, and another third that's open. So you kind of move that middle one-third operational panel to where you need it to go for kind of reduced splashing out of the area. That's a great idea. Excellent. All right. What about another trend that we're seeing that's coming back in style, and that's adding wallpaper? Yes. Accent walls, are especially with paper and and textures, are, are very big. But we're finding more and more individuals are using removable wallpaper. So it's kind of like contact paper. You can put it up. We've all tried to remove permanent wallpaper, and that's not fun. No. Uh, versus this removable wallpaper, it stays up and then it easily peels off the wall and you can go back to a paint color. I mean, can, it's, it's easy enough that you can just swap out wallpaper yeah, if you, you wanted just, uh, you know, a different look yep. five years down the road. Or six months down the road. You yeah. can pull off the paper, put a new one up, maybe for even seasons or holidays if you're feeling up to yeah. it. <laughs> if you're really into it. All right. Here's a, maybe a little bit bigger of a project that's replacing the vanity Obviously, this can you know totally change the look and function of your bathroom. Yeah, that's typically getting into that cabinet being replaced. Um, got some plumbing involved there. Some you know countertop replacement is usually included as well. Some caulking work. So a little more on the advanced end if you're going to do it yourself or obviously a professional like us, we can definitely help with that as also. What sort of materials or uh, selections are you seeing with vanities, whether it be uh, the countertop or the cabinet style or material? Uh, typically, uh, bathroom vanities are leaning more towards more of a furniture style. So instead of a traditional kitchen-looking cabinet that has a recessed toe kick, maybe something with bun feet or elevated off the floor to give it a little bit more lightness in there. Um, and then countertops, your kind of our two go-to are, is kind of cultured stone products like Onyx Collection, for example, or uh, quartz, some type of stonework like granite or quartz countertops. All right. Something that we can all maybe do uh, here in a day or two when we're talking about updating our bathroom, that's just adding a fresh coat of paint. Yeah, paint is probably the easiest, fastest, and most inexpensive way to update any space. Yeah, totally can change uh, the complete style, brightness, and feel of the bathroom, so that's a great option as well. Another one, replacing the flooring. This is maybe a little bit more difficult. you got a lot of stuff to kind of... Uh, fool around with as far as the tub, the toilet, the vanity. You kind of have to make sure you're pretty good at laying down some flooring if you want to do this. They do have lots of products that are floating floors. You could lay over an existing floor. But, yeah, you're still probably pulling the toilet and the cabinet out and um, and doing some of those. When it comes to that floating floor, is there an issue with the, the moisture of the bathroom, the moisture getting underneath that floating floor and causing some issues? Typically not, actually. If it's... Uh, put in place properly and it's caulked and the necessary trims are in place. It's a, it's a lot of those floors are uh, vinyl products, so they are pretty much water resistant or even waterproof. Well, that's the same types of floors that you maybe find in a basement if you're wanting yeah. to finish your basement. Makes sense. That's another area of the house where you don't want water to be, so uh, that would be a good option. Changing the grout kind of goes hand in hand maybe with the, the flooring, but also wall tile as well. What about the, changing the grout out? It's actually a pretty easy thing to do if you have a lot of time on your hands uh, to manually scrape grout out of shower and floor areas is time consuming. Um, I, I've done this myself and it's actually pretty easy to do because once you scrape it out, it's cleaning up and then spreading new grout into the grouted areas. Would you recommend if you're going to be doing the grout, 
to take the next step further and maybe change out the wall tile too, or is a little more because typically when you're taking out wall tile, there's a waterproof membrane system back there that then has to be replaced. And I highly recommend that is done by a professional because those membrane systems are the, like at Mosby, we're t- those our production staff is trained how to put those in properly for water management and to make sure that those showers don't leak. Last but not least, what about changing or hanging up some artwork that's in the bathroom? Yeah, some decorative, you know, personal items or photos of places you've traveled are, are great ideas. Um, keep in mind, I wouldn't hang anything super special or that you can't replace because there's a lot of moisture in bathrooms there and that moisture can damage some photographs or professional artwork. So photographs or artwork, what frames, if there's wood frames, obviously yep. the moisture and the swelling um, can affect that as well. So you just want to be cognizant of that as well. So those are some simple changes that you can make. What about some larger changes that we're talking about? You know, if we're going to be doing a full remodel of the bathroom, what are some things that uh, clients need to be aware of? Yeah, typically, um, with regards to design, I highly recommend homeowners, if they have the space, is to absolutely uh, utilize a what we call a water closet or have the toilet in a separate room. It, I think, really makes the space a true two-person bathroom, uh, like on a main bedroom space bathroom, an ensuite. Um, another item is, you know, really think about heated floors and bathrooms to warm that space up, especially when it's 10 degrees like this morning. Um, and another area is uh, you can do that heated floor can run in a shower. So the shower floor itself can be heated or even the shower seat. And w- you mentioned uh, the water closet. What sort of space do you typically would need for something like that? You couldn't do it in like a small five by eight bathroom probably, right? Yeah, probably is there not. kind of a it's, limit th- that you would want to see for that? You probably need a, a room that maybe it used to have a, a large soaking tub in that we're getting rid of the tub and just doing a shower only. That space could be utilized as a water closet for the toilet. So usually at a minimum, we want to see at least about you know 30 inches or 36 inches wide by about four or five feet deep. Excellent. When it comes to the water closet and building that out, is there permitting that needs to be done? If you're if there's enough space for it, and you just want to enclose that that toilet, um, would you have to get a permit for something like yeah, that? Yeah, we, we are building new walls. You're framing new walls. You're typically relocating plumbing potentially. Um, that is all permitted work. Okay. And before we got on air here, you talked about a wet room. This is something that's become a trend. Is that right? Is it a wet room? It's called, yeah, it's called a wet room. Think about a giant shower that happens to have a soaking tub in it. So it's basically one big room that has a shower area in it and a uh, t- freestanding or built-in tub located in it. Lots and lots more requests for this. It kind of um, in, in Asia got really popular and now as we're kind of seeing that come to the U.S. as a request. And when it comes to that, is there any sort of modifications that the bathroom needs to handle moisture or anything like that? Yeah, it's a it's a pretty large water membrane system that has to happen to because not only around the tub is all waterproof, but there's a shower in there. Typically has a very large, maybe a shower glass involved. So it's it's a big space that's needed to achieve this sometimes. What sort of selections are you seeing with like the flooring for that. I mean, th- does the weight of the tub have to do play an effect with that? Well, we always, you know, of course, a tub has to have some some good floor structure and framing involved. That's if what is present is good, then great. Um, but sometimes we have to beef that up. Uh, membrane, that waterproofing membrane is really important. Flooring material is usually going to be a tile. 
uh, maybe a one-by-one -one mosaic or hexagon, or we're taking larger tiles and then cutting them to, to head towards that drain. Okay. And can you do the heated flooring in that you wet room as well? You can do the heated floor in that wet room as well. That's luxury right there. I mean, going back to that uh, survey that I talked about earlier about the Zillow um, survey where they talked about homeowners wanting their bathrooms remodeled, Zillow also found that you know people are willing to pay a premium when it comes to having a spa-like bathroom, features such as a curbless shower, freestanding tub, heated floors. Mm -hmm. So we're obviously seeing this. There is a demand for it. And it did mention that it does come at a premium, though. You're going to pay a little bit more for those luxuries. Yeah, those elements and everything, it's just like picking out a car. How many bells and whistles do you want in the space? And every part and piece you add does increase the investment level. Well, we're going to go here and take a break, and we're going to come back. And we do have a hack of the week for you. So stay tuned for more of Ride at Home with Rich on 97.1. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast and now here's rich's right at home hack all right we are back with right at home with rich on 97.1 todd bachman and jake spurgeon here with you filling in for rich oris uh, but we, like always, have a hack of the week today. My hack of the week is a way to clean your toilet if you don't have any toilet bowl cleaner. So let's say some guests are coming over, Jake, 
and they're a little bit unexpected, so you got to rush to clean. You realize you don't have any toilet bowl cleaner. There is one material in your home that could help you out. It's mouthwash. You could actually clean and sanitize your toilets with mouthwash. All you got to do is pour one cup of mouthwash into your toilet bowl, let it sit for 30 minutes, and then use the toilet brush, as always, to scrub your toilet clean and then flush it away. Your toilet will be nice and clean. It's minty fresh, mm. and no harsh chemicals are needed for that. Interesting. you have any hacks like that? I, uh, I've heard Coca-Cola. I think if you pour good old-fashioned Coca-Cola soda in a toilet, it will clean the inside as well, which you can use Coke to clean, I think, rust off of a bumper, I thought mm-hmm. I was told. If you have cr- actual chrome bumpers, it will clean the rust off of it as well. Yeah, if you soak things in Coke or you know, Pepsi, soda, whatever it is, it kind of will disintegrate over time. One of the fine reasons I do not drink soda. That may be a good reason. Yeah, exactly. But you know what also cleans things? Water. And you got to drink water, too. Water so. does. So. But that is our hack of the week. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, we're going to be moving on to uh, some more bathroom topics here. I came up with, or I actually found these online, and I think these, uh, some of them are a little bit silly and counterintuitive, but some things that you shouldn't keep in your bathroom as a remodeling and design expert like yourself, I wanted to see if you agreed with these. Uh, starting off with uh, was towels. You know, they said you shouldn't keep towels in your bathroom because your bathroom is a place where there's high humidity levels and keeping towels could cause mildew to develop, you know, like, you know, musty smell in the bathroom. Same with bathrobes and other linens. What about yourself? Do you agree with that? Do you keep towels in your bathroom? Of course my towels are kept in the bathroom. Yeah. You know, I think if you launder them appropriately once a week, maybe with some vinegar if they do smell a little musty, um, a lot of this has to do with ventilation, having proper 110 CFM exhaust fan that's not only running when you're showering, but a good 15, 20 minutes afterwards to get that extra moisture out of the room is really important. Yeah, I'm sort of thinking that I don't know how long this person keeps their towels in their bathroom for. If you're not, <laughs> if you're not going through them fast enough to where uh, it's causing mold and mildew, you might have to rethink something. Mm-hmm. Toothbrushes. Okay, this I, I understand a little bit more. So, you know, you think you keep your toothbrush uh, in on the sink. A lot of people do, um, but actually, you know, the bathroom uh, is not a very cleanly place. When you think about it, a lot of bacteria and obviously germs. When you flush the toilet, could fly up, and you don't want those germs to no stay on your toothbrush. Not at all. So if you can put the toothbrush in a medicine cabinet under the sink is a great option, or if you have a toothbrush cover, yeah, to put on top of it. I think a big piece of this is um, even with my own kids, I try to remind them don't flush until the lid is closed. Smart idea. That's a good rule of thumb. I need to tell my kids that. Yeah, it's keeps the splashing out of the toilet yeah all right what about this photographs or valuable art you actually mentioned this in the last segment so yeah yeah, you don't want to keep your van goghs or your rembrandts unless it's the toothpaste in the bathroom because of like you said the moisture impact now you can put you know some great exhaust in there uh, but still there's going to be moisture in the bathroom no matter what. So probably, I agree with that. Don't creep valuable art in there. That's well, probably and, a good idea. And if you're really worried, I know a lot of this goes into that moisture and the exhaust fans. They make exhaust fans that have humidity sensors on them that automatically turn on when the level gets too high and will continue to run until that humidity level drops below that 50%. Very smart. That is a great tip for people out there remodeling their bathroom. 
that that is an option for them when it comes to their exhaust. Okay, prescription medication. A lot of people, they keep it in their medicine cabinet, but uh, this article is saying don't do it. Keep it in a dry and cool place where it's not humid uh, so that way your vitamins, they're not going to degrade in any way and they're going to apply to you effectively as possible. Yeah, I think a kitchen or a bedroom is probably a little bit of a better place. What about electronics? Do you keep your you're going to keep your boombox in there while you're? Mm, I mean, I have an Alexa in my bathroom. That's interesting. So you don't you don't have any problem with your Alexa being in the bathroom as far it's as an moisture. Old one too. So you don't matter. It, oh. it, and they're so inexpensive that I mean, I think they're what twenty five dollars to replace yeah, my, one. My oldest daughter, who's going to be six, asked for an Alexa for her birthday, and they, I I couldn't believe how cheap they were. I thought they were going to be like triple the price. They, they read were supposed bedtime to be. stories. That's the great thing about them, too. Oh, it's doing my job for me. This is excellent. All right. Uh, what about painted wood furniture? Now you may say to yourself, "Well, what about my vanity?" You know, a lot of times that's a wood product. Yeah. Well, keep in mind that actual finished cabinetry from a cabinet manufacturer has catalyzed varnishes, specialty top coats to protect against moisture and wear and tear. But if you or someone has taken a piece of furniture and just applied a um, latex finish on it or acrylic, that's not meant to hold up to the moisture levels in a bathroom space. Okay, that makes sense. So if I went out and just used a paintbrush and painted some sort of piece of wood and hung it up there. It probably won't last. That's not going to last. Okay. But what about makeup? People say that the products can be sensitive to humidity and drastic temperature. That's a theme among some, some of these uh, topics here. And what would you say about that? Do you have clients that ask you about? Yeah, it's actually, um, if you have really good makeup, um, it needs to actually be refrigerated. So we have some clients that if we build in like a little beverage center in the bathroom, like a mini fridge for orange juice or coffee creamers, so you can have a whole breakfast bar in a ba- at a bathroom area. Um, they might keep a nicer foundation or some of the powdered makeups. They don't do well with heat and humidity. Okay. That's not something I've really ever thought about, so that's actually a good, helpful tip there. What about books? You know, something that people have done over the years is have books or magazines by the, the bathroom, by the toilet. It is the library, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any advice for that? Do you keep books in your bathroom? Do you keep I, magazines I do in your have bathroom? some magazines in, in mine. Um, they're usually the next month when the next issue gets delivered to my house, I replace it. So. Yeah. So you don't <laughs> I don't really notice that. that a book's being de- – or the magazine's being deteriorated really. So don't keep your valuable Batman comics in there. No. Probably want to put those under your bed. Jewelry. Another thing has to do with the moisture levels and, and maybe degrading the – value of the jewelry is yeah, that certain I mean, metals can tarnish especially if they're precious metals they they tarnish or age or patina it's probably not the best place for them yeah this is something that i've noticed it's so the last one on the list here is razors and um i've noticed that because i've kept, kept razors in the shower and you go to use it the next day or next week and you realize wow it's rusty it's, it's like shaving with a spoon and you know, it's probably a good idea maybe to put those somewhere outside of the bathroom. Yeah, on a microscopic level, you might need a tetanus shot. Yeah. <laughs> but, of course, I still keep them in there because that's just me. I don't want don't to have to move them out and go get them, so I deal with it. Deal with the nicks and cuts that come along the way. All right, well, that's – so some of the things that maybe you shouldn't keep in your bathroom, 
What about some things maybe that people haven't thought of that could be helpful to keep in your bathroom? Do you have any sort of tips for that? Yeah, I just mentioned more of that kind of a breakfast bar. We're getting more requests for, you know, really individuals to be able to wake up, start taking a shower, but also have coffee brewing, maybe a little toaster or something, a Keurig in there, a little, you know, kind of a breakfast bar area in or near the bathroom space we get lots of requests for. That's something that uh, would be really convenient to have and not something that I've thought about putting in my home. Um, so coffee. TV. TVs. You know, TVs in the bathroom area to watch the news or listen to music on. If you, you know, if it's a smart TV and you can tap into like Apple Music or Amazon Music or Spotify, you can play some some music through that as well. Now that's going back to the moisture thing. If you do have, you know, a lot of moisture within your bathroom naturally, is it going to degrade the TV? It probably can, but I think it goes back to just proper ventilation in that space is really important. And proper ventilation, when we're talking about that, what would you consider to be proper ventilation for a bathroom? The minimum code is usually a exhaust fan that's 110 CFM. So if you have your shower go, if you're in a shower and there's moisture collecting on your mirror and your walls, you're if it's an older bath fan, it might only be pulling about 40 or 50 CFM, which used to be minimum code. Not anymore. They've, they've realized that you need up to 110 CFM or even more, depending on you know the size of the bathroom, how many shower heads you have, how big the space is. Um, we help you figure that out. The good thing now about modern exhaust fans, too, is they're really quiet. It's not like the old school fans back in the day where you yep. thought a jet engine was taking off in yep. your attic. Uh, <laughs> Those bearings would go bad in that motor. Right, exactly. And you mentioned exhaust out of the attic or out of your house. Mm -hmm. That is a big thing that we see of in older homes is that's not the case. And what sort of issues can that cause? Yeah, if you have an exhaust fan that's just vented into your unfinished attic, that is just dumping all that moisture against the, the roof decking material, the rafters. It's all wood material, mold, moisture problems. It can degrade the shingles. It's not great at all. The insulation can get moldy. So it, it code is to vent the exhaust ducting out to the exterior, either through the roof or through a soffit vent or something like that. Now, what about as far as the piping? Is it like a hard pipe that you recommend or is it some sort of corrugated duct? It's actually insulated hard piping is the best um, product. And that's what we do for all of our bathroom remodels here at Mosby. Um, we've all seen that kind of corrugated dryer duct work. Yeah. Not, I mean, you could, but what happens is in the wintertime, like right now, that warm, moist air is going through that, that corrugated piping, and actually it's recollecting on the inside, running down the pipe, and you get water stains on the drywall ceiling in your bathroom. Yeah. So we get lots of homeowners that will call and say, you know, the bathroom's great. I had somebody else do it, but now I have water. is a leak in my roof. Well, it's the water collecting back, recollecting inside that piping and running down onto the ceiling of the drywall in the bathroom. Yeah, the amount of moisture that it can collect is actually surprisingly a lot. I've had people ton. say that it, they thought a cup of water spilled through the ceiling, how yep. much water actually came through, and it was just because of the exhaust fan was not vented correctly. So that's something that you need to keep in mind when you're remodeling your bathroom. And, you know, any part of the house that requires ventilation, that's something we do at Mosby Building Arts we take seriously because if you don't, it can cause all sorts of issues uh, along the way. Well, we're up against a break here, but on the other side of the break, Jake is going to go on the road with you. He's going to take you to a client's house that he's currently working with. He is trying to reconfigure their mid-century modern home to a more open 
floor plan for today's living. So that is coming up here on Ride at Home with Rich. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Ride at Home with Rich. And now, here's your host, Rich Horace. All right, welcome back, Ride at Home with Rich. Todd and Jake with you here, filling in for Rich Horace. Right now, we're going to go on the road with Jake Spurgeon. He has a client that he wants to talk about, a space that he's been working on. Jake, what do you got? Well, we have a client that uh, has a kind of a mid-century home. So it has that formal dining room, formal sitting room in the front of the house with all the great room and the kitchen in the back of the house. And this homeowner does not use these formal um, front spaces. They're just not utilized in today's living with her and her kids. So we're converting the formal living room into a fourth bedroom in the house that they can use as a sitting room and a guest room. Um, and you know, knocking some walls out to create this large entryway that they can store some collectibles and a record player in. And that formal dining room that they just do not use. They have a breakfast area that's huge that can fit and seat 10 people at. Um, but we're converting that dining room, putting some barn French doors on it, putting some cubbies in there. And it's just off the garage. So it's a kind of a mudroom space, really. And also a butler's pantry for overflow of kitchen appliances and, and grocery items with a, a large prep table in the middle. It, really reinvents the space for what the family needs. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly multifunctional. You just mentioned it. It acts as a mudroom, but mm -hmm. butler's pantry for more kitchen items, mm -hmm. prep station. That's fantastic. You mentioned barn French doors. When you say that, yep. what do you mean by barn French doors? Well, instead of pocket doors that go into the wall, it's a surface mount door that slides. And when it's French doors, it's two doors that come and meet in the middle, and they can go on each side and open up in this large opening. What's neat about this design is that in the future, if they ever wanted that dining room back or a new owner that wants to buy the home, wants to convert it back to a formal dining space, it's literally taking the doors off and taking the cubbies out of the room and you have a dining room again. Wow, that's awesome. Yep. Great job. Yeah, I mean, changing the layout of a house like that can totally change how you live day to day. I mean, talk about such an investment that can pay off dividends in the future. Yeah, I, I always tell my clients is, you know, you if you're paying to heat and cool and clean the space, give it a purpose, give it use. You don't need these rooms that you just use once or twice a year. Have it serve multiple functions for everyday use. Yeah, and that's the classic thing we hear about the dining room. How many people actually sit down at the dining room and use that space and eat dinner? Uh, it seems like nobody does. So mm -hmm. if you do have that space and you're not going to use it, why don't you just do something with it that's going to bring you more enjoyment 
and going to pay off for it day to day. Absolutely. Yeah. So we've been talking about bathroom remodeling, but we're going to get off that here. And I wanted to talk about a really important topic that's just about the remodeling industry in general, uh, that if you're going to be doing a remodeling project, you may be up against and that is kind of the culture of change orders when it comes to remodeling companies. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that can be a super scary word for people. If you're going to be going through a project, you think you have all the, the, you know, the T's crossed, the I's dotted, all of the money planned out, and all of a sudden you're hit with a change order from the company, uh, yeah. and you're going to have to pay more money. So this goes back to the Better Business Bureau gets more complaints about the remodeling industry than really any other industry. It's like us in the you know the auto industry yeah. as far as the car dealerships. Correct. Um, so obviously what plays a big part into that is this kind of culture of change orders where some companies are just looking to you know looking for more ways to make money once they've been in your house. So you know how does a company use change orders in order to maybe increase their profits? Well, typically companies that lean heavily on change orders, they usually use it as a, I hate to say, a sales tactic. Up front, they get to present a very, very low price because some work is missing that either they know or maybe they you know, they don't know is required. So homeowners agree to work with this company. As they get through the process, they find out that, oh, this needs to be replaced and this also needs to be updated and this, what you have here is against code. So this needs to be updated. So it, it just adds on to the total in the in the overall end. When we're talking about getting estimates from people, not all estimates are created equal. Yep. So when you get an estimate from one company and the other company, what should you do? What should you be looking for? You know, really, this company should be familiar with what that municipality requires for that type of project. Um, could be smoke detector upgrades. Could be a kitchen sink that needs that drain line updated from your what used to be inch and a half up to a two two inch waistline um, stack. Um, it, make sure that they're familiar with that municipality. They've done a lot of work there, and that they're not leaving out code required things or things that could happen in the project. That's fantastic advice. Is there any other you know tips or advice that you would give to homeowners that you know they can look to? Uh, when they're looking at a remodeling company and this um, topic of the change order. Yeah, ensure that they have a very in-depth process up front before getting you a to-the-penny price or design that you agreed to. Make sure that they're measuring the space, taking photographs, meeting with professionals um, that either are experienced with you know the permits and what's required for code work. Make sure that they're really doing all that work on the front end because either way, the work's got to take place. So either people are it like Mosby are figuring out ahead of time on the front end what needs to be done, or it, another company it might be after you agree to do the work and then you're kind of stuck doing it. And it's they say it's an unexpected cost. If they just did a little bit of research, it it probably was they would know it needed to be done. Yeah, and if the if the company can give you a price and send you a contract without ever being in your house. You should probably just walk away. Now, is it possible to give you a ballpark range on something? Yeah. Yeah, potentially. I mean, I've mentioned this before. Mosby Building Arts, the, the company we work for, has been in business for over 70 years. We've done so many projects that we have a general baseline of, you know, what things can cost. So we can give you maybe some general ranges. But if they're giving you a contract without really seeing the house, that is a giant red flag. Yeah. 
that's that's scary. I, even when I see um, companies, you know, you can order a bathroom online and it shows you that installation price. There's no way that they knew every nuance that's required for your house, your city, your area, what your house may or may not need, what work was done in the past that was not legal. Um, these are things we come up against all the time. And maybe if the company also, they come out and they take a look at your house and they just start scribbling on that piece of paper, that mm -hmm. contact paper, and they hand it over to you, that's probably, first off, that's not going to be maybe legally binding in some cases. It potentially it, might not be. And it's probably not going to be thorough enough. So, you know, if a remodeling company also submits a bid that is just drastically lower than the other bids that you've gotten, mm -hmm. probably something's up, right? Yeah, typically I find if it's a lot of work is removed or the, the price is just extremely low, they're either not including every work scope item that needs to be completed or they're utilizing non-permitted or um, they're not pulling permits. They're using, you know, themselves as the electrician instead of hiring a professional electrician or same thing with plumbing individuals. It's they're not using a licensed plumber. They're just doing it themselves. That's a good point that you bring up. So just because you have a contractor in your house that's going to be doing work doesn't mean he should be doing that type oh, of work. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, he might not be trained to replace outlets and move plumbing fixtures or replace this or that, but he might have the knowledge to do it, but he might not be licensed to actually do that work. Now, sometimes, you know, change orders are going to happen. What are some reasons why a change order could happen that's very legitimate? Yeah, this usually, I tell my clients, there's two reasons that a change order may occur in your project. One is the homeowner has requested it. They have said, hey, while we're painting this room, can we go ahead and paint the room next door? Or while we are updating this right here and adding can lights in my living room, I've always wanted them in my kitchen area. Can we add some can lights to the kitchen? So the homeowner has chosen to add on additional work while we were there, which is a great thing to have done. We're already in the home doing work. Let's, let's you know, make those spaces great also. Another reason is what we call really true unforeseen things. As much as we investigate during our design process with photos and looking at the space several times to, to figure out what it's going to take to remodel it, unfortunately, we're not Superman. I don't have x-ray vision. I can't see if there's termite damage inside that wall. I can't see that maybe when the home was built, the builder framed it incorrectly. Um, those are things that as we open up drywall, we discover, and we we have to go to the homeowner with maybe some bad news and say, we got to repair this now while it's open. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but it does happen. It does happen. If it is going to be something like that, you want to make sure you get it done right. It, it, it is going to sting a little bit, but you want to make sure the project's done right. You mentioned upgrading the work as far as maybe adding on things. Mm -hmm. You can also just upgrade materials and oh, fixtures yeah. that that can be a change order in and of itself so uh, that's a good thing with most rebuilding arts most of our change orders are from those type of upgrades or add-ons yeah. right and when we're talking about a remodeling company we're a design build firm at most Building arts that means we have designers and architect on staff we have all the tradesmen and craftsmen on staff so that streamline process the investigation we do prior is going to really cut down on the opportunity uh, for those change orders can occur. Yeah. Can you speak to that as far as when you're looking into a company? Okay. Yeah, because of that process we have in place, it extremely minimizes the opportunity for change orders to happen, um, which is just that peace of mind. It's part of our truth up front. 
um, you know, model that we have that we just want to be honest with homeowners at our very first meeting and all the way through our design process and into construction is that we are to the best of our 100 plus employees that we have the best knowledge that we're bringing to the table for you and we're modeling those spaces correctly. Absolutely. Definitely. Thank you so much, Jake, for coming on with me oh, today again. Certainly appreciate it. You got so much knowledge. And hey, if you want to have Jake come out to your house or someone from Mosby Building Arts, you can give us a call at 314-909-1800. Go to our website, callmosby.com. We would be happy to talk to you about your project. Uh, but unfortunately, we are out of time. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We certainly appreciate it. And we'll see you next time on Ride at Home with Rich. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.